For this podcast, I want to give a shout out to my dad, Mark Douglas Catlett. My dad recently celebrated his 70th birthday. That's right, 70. Wow. 70 years young, as they say, right, Pops? 70 years lived. So I can't help but think, if, in God willing, I turn 70 25 years from now, will I look back and be proud of the accomplishments that I've had professionally and personally, or most importantly, as a follower of Christ? But back to my dad. Thank you, Dad, for always being supportive of me, for loving me, for encouraging me, and teaching me throughout the years. My brother and I were just talking about you on the phone and how we both agree that you were the single hardest working man we knew. And that leadership in our home dramatically impacted both of us. With our sister Jill, well, that's debatable. Just kidding, Jill, we love you. But hey, Dad, I pray for you often and am grateful for your role and love in my life. You've always been there for me, and for that I am grateful. I love you, buddy boy. First John chapter 2, verse 15 says this, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. So knowing Jesus as our Lord radically rearranges our priorities. It alters our perspectives and influences our relationships and decision-making processes. Christ becomes the focus and the center of our entire lives. In his presence, we gain indescribable peace, a peace so great that we hunger for more. I don't want to live like the world does, my friends. I don't want to chase after meaningless things, earthly things. I pray that I might be used by my Heavenly Father for his kingdom here on earth every single day. Intentionality comes to mind. God opens doors for us all the time if we pay attention. He gives us opportunities to love and serve every single day. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 puts it this way. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So let's be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave us. That comes from Ephesians 4.32. You know, my kids learned a version of Ephesians 4.29 that goes like this. Don't let any evil talk come out of your mouths. Say only what will help to build others up and meet their needs. Then what you will say will help those who listen. As well as Proverbs 16.23 and 24, which says, The hearts of wise people guide their mouths. Their words make people want to learn more. Kind words are like honey. They are sweet to the spirit and bring healing to the body. So let me ask you this. Are you building others up? Are your words like honey? Are you practicing forgiveness in your life? When's the last time you apologized for something you did wrong? 
I'd like to read two quick stories from the book of Luke. One comes from chapter 18 and the other from chapter 19. Let's start with 18, verses 18 through 29. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony and honor your father and your mother. All these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this asked, Well, who then could be saved? Jesus replied, What is impossible with man is possible with God. Peter said to him, We have left all we had to follow you. Truly, I tell you, Jesus said to them, No one who has left home or wife or brothers or sisters or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come in eternal life. Now let's shift over to chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was so short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Friends, did you see the difference in these two stories, in these two men? Which one do you relate to the most? If you're listening to this, I urge you to listen carefully. Having eternal life is the most important question you can ask yourself and that I want for anyone listening to this. But I also know many people, myself included, for far too many years wanted to say that we knew Jesus and God, but we didn't have a relationship with Him, when in reality we uh, are like the wealthy man in chapter 18 of Luke who becomes sad when given the ultimatum from Jesus to sell all of his possessions. On the other hand, you have Zacchaeus in chapter 19 of Luke who was desperate to see Jesus. He is a short guy, he literally climbs a tree and just to get a chance to even see Jesus as he walks by. And then Jesus calls him down and says, We're going to your house, pal, 
And Zacchaeus is so overwhelmed that Jesus is in his house. He says to him, here, I'll give half of my possessions. And if I cheated anybody, I'll pay back four times. Like, wow. What a stark contrast of men and stories. Let me close with this. Thanks for leaning in. Jesus told Zacchaeus, today's salvation has come to this house. Friends, this is what I want for everyone in my house and what I want for everyone in your house and what I want for all of my family, my in-laws, my friends, the neighbors, and everyone in between, my colleagues at work. We have lots of big boy and big girl decisions to make in our lives, but none greater then what must I do to inherit eternal life? What does that question mean to you? And what might you do differently in your life that shows this decision to follow Jesus has truly impacted your heart, your life, your mind, your soul, and everything? Friends, lean in here. And if I could be blessed to have a conversation with you about this, I'm game because I think there's no bigger question for you to answer. So thanks for leaning in. Until next time, be blessed.